Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unprepared. Uh, I finally figured out how to make this thing work again. Uh, I took a few days off. So now that we've got it working, I would love to welcome to the show Casey Armstrong. Casey is coming to us from sunny Orange, Cali- Ugh, Orange County, California. No edits in this one. Just going going raw. Uh, and he, he works... Uh, he's a CMO at ShipBob. Welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you very much. Unprepared. Perfect name for this. Yeah, I see. Normally, I take the towel off my door, but uh, it's going to be in this video. So who cares? <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. So uh, ShipBob, for the folks that are unfamiliar, what does ShipBob do? We are a tech-enabled tech 3PL. And so what that means is we provide that one-day, two-day, three-day shipping and fulfillment experience for direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands. Okay. So explain a 3PL for some of our you know younger entrepreneurs that are just getting into the game. Perfect. 3PL, third-party logistics. And so we actually store your inventory and we pick and pack and ship it to the end customer. Um, and then also, let's say you have custom boxing, different type of kitting needs that you want custom inserts. Uh, we compile all of that in one place and ship it out. And so um, let's say you manufacture in the US or you manufacture in China. You can just ship directly to your 3PL um, and they care- take care of all of it for you. So you never actually even have to touch the physical goods. Awesome. So here's the question that I want to get from you. Uh, it's the only question I'm going to have that I actually had prepared, which is when, as a brand, I you know when is it necessary or not necessary? I say when should it be a good idea to start looking into a 3PL? Obviously, there's probably a range where it doesn't make sense. Uh, so what are the kind of the metrics or the KPIs that I should be looking at within my you know ecom business? Where it's like, you know what, this might it might be the time to make the jump over and kind of connect with a partner such as ShipBob. I don't think there's like a specific number. I think it depends on each business and operator. But once it starts to impede on the growth of the business and what you do best, so let's say product development, marketing, and sales, so running your actual business and driving revenue, I think then that's when a little bit before you get to that point is when you should start evaluating um, a three PL partner. Gotcha. And now with like a partner, uh, do they help with kind of... I think a lot of the stuff that happens on the back end uh, with logistics almost is goes goes in with customer service as well. So are there some relationships that also help with a bit with the customer service, like returns and exchanges and like wrong sizes and whatnot? Yeah. So we do returns and exchanges. Um, we don't do the actual customer support. You know, There's great technology out there focused on e-com or in general for support. There's outsourced support companies as well, uh, but yeah, from returns and exchanges and all that. And then also additional things like uh, before people start with us, uh, they'll often provide us with historical data. So depending on their size, one to six months of data, uh, and that helps us identify where and how they should distribute the inventory as well. So right now we have nine fulfillment centers um, across the U.S., one in Canada. Um, this or early next month, we're launching one over in Europe. And so it's identifying where your customers buying and where should you split your inventory. And that's important because then you can get your products to the customer uh, faster and uh, more, more inexpensively as well. That's awesome. So uh, I launched this uh, six or eight weeks ago. I don't know. I've done a lot of them. Uh, and it was because you know, kind of what's going on in the world with the pandemic and kind of how it's impacting the economy and specifically e-commerce. So... Now that we're kind of into the new normal, I hate to say it, but it's where we're at, uh, what have you seen on your end uh, of how it's affecting e-commerce businesses or maybe even just the businesses that you work with? 
We've seen, so once, once coronavirus, I think really started to hit within the U S and not hit as in like when the virus came in, but when people started to realize the, the impact that it was going to have in the U S and globally, um, across uh, our customer base, there was like a slight dip, but then since then we've just seen a massive surge. Um, there are certain verticals that are overachieving. There are some that are down. For example, apparel was down for quite a while and we've seen that pick back up. Items like jewelry continue to be on a downtrend from what we've seen. Uh, some that you would just intuitively expect to be on the rise, such as food, we've seen a great increase as well. And then there are some that I'd say somewhat unexpectedly we've seen do quite well, such as uh, beauty uh, and wellness brands as well. Um, but especially since we can't go into physical stores, naturally people are looking to shop online. And so it's, it's interesting where it's been this accelerant on e-commerce, which has been growing extremely well year over year for the past, let's call it 20 years. And I think this just really poured fuel on the fire. And another thing that's been kind of interesting as well is because people can't go to see sporting events or to the movies or to the bars or really honestly outside to do things with their friends, um, I think e-commerce has also become a way of entertainment for people as well. And so people are just purchasing a lot online. Yeah, it's it's been a wild ride to watch it from our end. Uh, we've got a few customers, uh, clients actually, uh, in the beauty space, and uh, those sales are just out of control right now. Um, so as a as a CMO, uh, everyone likes marketing advice. You know what I mean. So I guess what would you say is just to give marketing advice? But yeah, keep going. I, I mean, I can all, all, all the advice I give is straight up just an amalgamation of every book I've read and every interview I've done and just every person I've talked to. So. With that in mind, you know what what is the piece of advice that you think is is super impactful for younger direct to consumer in e uh, commerce brands? So with with my role, you know we're growing ShipBob, and that's more of a B two B business. Um, a lot of those same things can be applied to let's say direct to consumer, where you're sending selling more to the end consumer. At the end of the day, though, it's to an individual, and so I think understanding your customer as well as possible. Is it's just that's just like the core basics of all of it, um, and I think especially during these times, uh, having that relationship and understanding your customers better and cultivating that more, it, you know, there's there's no, it's never been more important than now. But but that same idea is going to persist, and that's never going to go out of style. And so I think that that's where people should always start, and people I think often start looking at different tactics or hacks or things they can do to grow, let's say, top of funnel um, and maybe get a lot of different vanity metrics. But you need to understand your customer first and foremost, and then everything else will be, become a lot easier. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, it's usually... I found a product half the time they haven't really seen if they have product market fit, which is something you should definitely do. But like by doing that, it's like interviewing actual customers. But you know, people immediately want to go like, I can make a million dollars on Facebook ads right now. It's like, yeah, but you don't understand your customer. You don't understand if they actually want this product. You don't understand if the values and benefits and features that you are featuring on this product actually matter to the person you're trying to sell it to. The only way to get that information is to talk to your customer. Mm-hmm. 100%. So Casey, uh, we got about 2 minutes left here. Is there anything that I haven't asked you today that you think would be worthwhile to share? 
So obviously, I don't know what the future holds, but I think what's going to be extremely interesting for us in the e-commerce and the direct-to-consumer space is uh, are, are the end, will the end consumers become more receptive and open to buying directly from uh, these D2C brands versus larger marketplaces such as Amazon or Walmart or Target? And from our view, you see, like I ordered something on Amazon what was this back in March and Amazon is just, you know, one of the most well-run companies out there. And it said, this product will be delivered between like May 24th and like June 15th. And like, what? This is Amazon. Uh, And, you know, they've also stopped allowing people to send non-essentials. They're starting to open some things back up a little bit more. Um, But we've seen a shift in people moving off of Amazon and started buying directly from the brands because we can still provide that Amazon level shipping experience. And so what a lot of these stores have been able to do through technology such as, let's say, Shopify and e-commerce, and they've got their stores up and running, mobile optimized, easy to purchase. Then you've got the digital wallets, PayPal one-click, Shopify's payment program, um, uh, Amazon's one-click. And so you're getting that full Amazon level purchase experience up front, but it was always that fulfillment aspect, which was broken. And so you check out in two seconds, but then it's going to take two weeks to get there. That doesn't make sense. Um, but there are a lot of these brands are able to bridge that gap now. And so as we see people, one, wanting to support small businesses more, um, and then also I think becoming more familiar and comfortable buying directly from these brands versus from Amazon or the large marketplaces, I'm, I'm very interested to see even if it's just a slight uptick, if that helps accelerate the the growth um, from these direct-to-consumer brands. Yeah. I'm super excited to watch what happens in the next couple of months and years. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the program. Yes. Thank you.